Welcome to the Clam Bake! It's the opposite of a sausage fest. I'm Angela Gallner. And I am Lindsay Stidham. And we want to be better feminists. Yeah, we do. Each week we interview different guests about their experiences, challenges, triumphs, and follies with feminism. Because being a human is tough. And being a feminist is complicated. But our best resource is each other. Let's get talking. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the Clam Bake. How you doing, Angela? Um, I'm sleepy, sleepy, but I'm <laughs> I'm committed to waking up because we just, before we started rolling, and I got a sneak peek of what we're about to um, have our experience. Uh, the auditory experience we're about to have, and I'm really yeah. excited. Get your ears Get ready, your clams. Ears ready, clams. Warm them up because they're going to be tickled with delights. Absolute delight. Yeah. How's your yeah. clam? Um, I'm ride- riding a borderline anxiety high, so I'm like, Oh, you're where I was a couple anxiety weeks ago. Anxiety high. <laughs> yeah, that's how my claim is. Awesome. Yeah, but we have Cassandra Violet in the studio today. What? Yes. Hi. Rock star, folk star. I don't really know how to define you. Undefinable star Aww. of music. And also a high school teacher, because we're going to ask her a little bit about that life. Yes. Um, I like that KCET wrote a piece on you about your double life. I do have a double life. <laughs> I love it's like the really headline. So it exciting. is real. I'm so excited <laughs> to talk about it with you. It's really exciting. I'll answer all of your questions. Wait, yeah. but Cassandra or Cassandra? Cassandra. I, I, Cassandra. When I was little, I felt like Cassandra was so formal. Oh, Cassandra. <laughs> yeah. 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 Cassandra. Cassandra. I like it. Yeah. I like it too. Like you could have been in Grace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, her music has been featured on Ozark. She just played It's a School Night. If you've never been, which you is live a, in big LA. In it's a big deal in LA. It's a big deal. Big deal in LA, guys. Yeah. And also, if you so. live in LA and you've never been, I highly recommend because it's free and there's like a dance party after, and it's like one of my favorite shows in LA. It's always fun. Um, co-sponsored by KCRW. If you don't listen, you should be listening. What are you doing with your life? No, they're listening to this <laughs> podcast. Don't turn it off. Don't turn it Keep off. Keep it on. <gasps> Keep it then on. Listen to KCRW. Donate to us. Donate to them. Um, and then, yeah, we're going to talk about your life as a musician slash teacher slash um, superstar. I'm psyched about it. Welcome. Thank, Welcome. You. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so our first question for everyone is, are you a feminist? Why or why not? Yes. Yeah. Does anyone say no? Um, we, we've gotten one or two, like, I don't know if I'm allowed to call myself a feminist from mm. men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They've been juicy episodes, those episodes. Yeah. 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 But I think everything else has been resounding. Yeah. Yays. Yeah. Everything. I mean, we cater to our audience, but. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Resounding. A resounding yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm resounding feminist. Yes. Um, Why? Uh, That's a really good question. I don't know. I feel like when I was 19 or something, I started realizing how unfair it was to be a woman. I was like, this is, can I curse? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah, like it's just really fucked up. Mm-hmm. Like it's not fair. Like yeah. you have to deal with all this stuff with your body. Ugh. And like I had this male gynecologist in college and he was like, you should really get on the pill. And I was like, yeah. why am I – like men don't have to deal with this. I don't know. I just feel like it's unfair how we like have all these wombs and stuff and it's – I don't know. And we're not like in control of the world. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> But I guess I just think that there should be a more even playing field, and I think it's not even. Yeah. In, like, every sense of the word. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Absolutely. Equality, please. please. <laughs> I agree. Um, yeah. You want to ask the next question? Yeah. So, okay. So before we, like, jump into all of the music. Yeah. Um, 
the fun, fun stuff. Let's talk about something not fun. Okay. Guns. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. There's like no segue to that question. There's no segue. Thoughts pro or con? No, that's not the question. <laughs> so we just did a gun control episode. and Because okay. um, we're living in a post-Parkland shooting world yes. as well. Which is and like a latest. post a long fucking list of a million other mass shooting sites. I'm Oh, oh my god! <laughs> I wore a really <sighs> fancy shirt to this podcast. You know what? But it's gonna get it. hot in here. It's gonna get really hot in here, and no one can see the shirt. So we're gonna take your picture. Excellent. Right. I feel really fancy. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> continue. Guns. Okay. <laughs> Back to guns. Yeah. Um. So we we spoke with some South Florida students and a teacher about the fallout of all of that, and um. Awesome. Uh, what it, what it was like being a teacher during that time, and you personally made headlines when you made your students complete an essay after spending a day on lockdown. I d- <laughs> oh God, wow, really digging into the archives. Yes, I yes. did do that. <laughs> so tell us about that. What? Um. So that was <sighs> LAUSD, where I work. I uh, had this like bomb threat called in, and it was a hoax. It was not. Uh, it wasn't real. Um. So it was like called in and no one knew what to do. And so all of LUSD was shut down. And it was during finals week. And I was having my students write an essay. And they were like, do we still need to do it? And I was like, I'll just message them because all of their grades are online. And you could just like send a message. And I was like, I'm just going to message them that their essay is still due. <laughs> After, like, so they were, that day they spent the day on lockdown. And so they um, were like. That day and, and it was supposed to be due the next day. I yeah. Think. And I like gave them time in class to do it and stuff. And I was like. I'll just message them and be like, hey, like an encouraging message. Like, hey, <laughs> hey, guys, uh, your essay's still due. You know, I'm sorry about this whole thing, but, you know, don't let it stop you or something like something like that. Knowledge is power. Yeah, knowledge yeah. is power. And I didn't think anything of it because I was like, no one's even going to check their online gradebook messages. Like, why am I – like, no one's even going to look. And then one of my students, I guess, like – was uh, got annoyed or something and posted on Twitter and was like, oh my God, she's so savage. (gasps) (laughs) And this was like before, I feel like now savage has sort of like made its way into the vernacular as like, oh, savage is like kind of like a respectful term. Yeah. Um, I I teach in Boyle Heights and at the time, you know, kids would say savage and that was understood that that's what it meant. But like there was this headline and this this writer from Time Magazine was just like I guess scrolling through Twitter and trying to find like students from LUSD who were posting about this bomb threat. And she found (laughs) that this girl, this student of mine who was like very sweet, a cheerleader, had never said anything terrible to me or like, you know, I would never ever have guessed. She was like, oh, my God, I can't believe she would do this. Like she's so savage. She would make us do work if our hands were cut off or something. (laughs) Same thing. And so out of the blue, I was like sitting because we had the day off because there was a bomb threat. (laughs) I was like sitting eating cereal at my coffee table. And this woman called me out of the blue. She was like, I write for Time Magazine and your student just tweeted this. What do you think about it? And I was like, "Uh, well, I just sent this message to my students that I want them to write this final. And I I don't want us to be dissuaded by terrorism. Like, think of Malala. You know, and I said like this inspiring thing. Just completely out of nowhere. She was like, that's amazing. And posted this thing. And so I became like a viral news sensation for 24 hours. What was that like? Not that viral. I I didn't go that viral. um, You said something like nobody has the right to take away your education, which is pretty powerful. That's true. Yes, I guess I'm I'm, I'm not selling my quote. (laughs) 
beautiful. I don't know if I quoted you correctly, but it was something along those lines, which I do think is powerful in a time where the world feels in. Insane. True. Also, yeah. way to like take that student's like snarky tweet and I be know. like, "Look at how amazing I am." <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. as a fellow teacher, I'm like, "Well, hats off." Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So oh. yeah, not like totally viral, but like I, you know, a fair amount of people like read about me on Jezebel. It was like. Awesome. I don't, it was very strange. Also, there was no, like, because <laughs> I'm also a musician, obviously, and there was no real, like, segue to segue that publicity into music. Yeah. It was super, super weird. At the time, I yeah. had, I was, like, trying to think of how to do it, and, it, like, truly the two worlds have nothing to do with one another. Like, in this <laughs> way where I'm, like, I can't, I can't leverage this. Damn it. <laughs> like, I said this. Damn, this if so only loop. it was, like, music class. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or I something. think if I taught music, it would it would be really tough for me. Yeah. Oh. It would like kill my love. That's fair. So so you guys um didn't even go to school that day. So lockdown meant like because the bomb threat came so early, you didn't have to go um, to yeah, school. Yeah, we just like they it was over out of an abundance of caution. Yeah. Because that's I'm very assu- unusual. That hasn't happened in a while. I'm assuming now like lockdown is like pretty serious. Have you been in one that's like happened at school? I've been in so many lockdowns. Like really? this thing where it's like oh my god. I mean I've worked exclusively like in the inner city. LASD for nine years so mm-hmm. like I this definitely is not like oh my gosh suddenly we're practicing lockdowns like mm-hmm. I've been in so many lockdowns I've been in countless lockdowns oh I was in one in South LA where like on the street corner like right there there were like machine guns being like shot at it was like oh really it was really crazy I was, in, I was in a classroom of like sixth graders and everyone was freaking out I was like you guys shut up like they were it was terrifying. Yeah. Now I've I'm been like, in so many. I don't even think about it anymore. I mean, I guess, like, I do. I do. The I, only lockdown I've been in was my last apartment. Oh, the Jesus. entire SWAT team showed up, and what? they were like, nobody <laughs> is in or out. And it was, bef- it was like, before work. It was early in the morning. It was, like, 730. A SWAT the team? The whole SWAT team what? was there. It's, Why? Uh, because so, it's a very funny story. Somebody across the way in w- – in a wheelchair was robbed at gunpoint by a hooker that he'd been seeing. <laughs> it was like a very God specific story. And like the whole SWAT team was there and I was like, <laughs> I was like, can I leave to go to work? And they were like, hell no, you cannot. You're staying in your house until we go. And cause they, cause the arms person was like loose in the neighborhood. So they're like, until we find them, like everybody stays inside. And I was like, can I take my dog out? And they were like, absolutely not. And I was like, I don't even know why I asked those questions because exactly what you're saying they had huge machine guns like the la swat team is no joke but i still was like hey and they're like uh-uh. <laughs> no girl Get in your house white girl <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Yeah. it was bizarre but i can't imagine witnessing <laughs> it in a school i know it's like it's a funny story this way it's but like a in a school story. sixth graders are freaking out and there's like people with machine yeah, guns on the corner it's like I like slash hate the idea that it's so common for you that I'm like, oh, there should be a web series <laughs> lockdown, and you just like, it's like the office only it's like locked So awful, so yeah. Dark. Like what they, it's, it's so, very dark. It's so dark. Yeah, what they read about in the KCT article is like, I a kid had a guitar and I like played them a song during a lockdown like last year. This one, it's like usually like there's a gunman in the neighborhood or something, mm-hmm. which like, I haven't. Apparently in LA is very common. It's frequent. I haven't. I haven't experienced like. A real like school shooting drill, you yeah. know, and I think we we should. I mean, it's have like, you had to talk about that now? We, I mean, or? kinda. I don't know. It's uh, it's such a mess. I think, yeah. I don't even, yeah. 
Well, one more question on this topic, and then we'll yeah. get to the fun stuff. But we couldn't help but ask because this is like what is going on in the news and what we're dealing with right now. And we appreciate that you are a teacher that goes to work every day and has to deal with things that nobody sure. nobody should have to deal with as a teacher. So the next question is along those lines. Like, what do you think of our current president's idea to arm teachers? Um, I mean, it doesn't make any sense. It's like very counterintuitive. Yeah. Like, why would you want to just restrict gun laws? Because you know it doesn't it doesn't make sense. Because we want them. Yeah, because we I want think, NRA money. I mean, it's I obviously I don't agree with it. I mean, I I'm personally terrified of guns. Like I I it would not be good for me to be near one. <laughs> my students keep being so you're gonna get trained, <laughs> and I'm oh like, uh, no, not gonna happen. I wow. would I would sooner like leave the profession. I'm not like no way. Yeah. Not, I'm not gonna do that. But also like it doesn't necessarily protect kids either. Like in the no like yeah. I don't think it's the answer. No, it's not really protecting anybody in my opinion. It's making life more dangerous. Yeah, but for sure. Oh my gosh. It's pretty um, dark stuff, ladies. It Super is dark, dark stuff. I'm from Florida, so dark. I've been thinking about it so much because that that high school was like a neighboring high school to mine and um and the kids we had on were from, that spoke to us were like from my high school and I've also been following what's going on in Florida cuz I'm like very inspired by these kids, but they're, they're so amazing. They're amazing. So eloquent. They're They're, they're really good. Incredible. Yeah. So Florida did just pass a law to raise the gun buying age, but with that caveat they passed a law that yeah. you can arm teachers, yeah. which is just um crazy, yeah. but also Florida is a very crazy, crazy place. It's always yeah. been crazy. Yeah. Um I was just in Tampa, weirdly. <laughs> There's I've been there. Not that much there. <laughs> I know. What's it's like a Tampa? you think it's like a big city and it's it's, nothing, it's not. It's like empty. There's like the pretty bridge and that's about it. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, music. music. Okay. Music. Yes. Yeah. We have Let's no talk. we have basically no segues in this edition of the no, clip. I love it. Great. <laughs> um, fuck segues. Fuck Hard segues. right. Nine degree turn. Yeah. <laughs> Do it. <gasps> Um, well, you've been a musician most of your life. That's true. And um, my first question is, I've never heard anybody sound quite like you. Like, mm. how would you describe your style, and how did you kind of come to it? Should we? Mm. We should play well, a song. Let's play something. Why don't you answer the question about your style, and then we'll play it. Okay. I'm gonna download it. I think I started obviously as a more folky musician. Um, I wrote on the guitar, and I sort of like pigeonholed myself into this like folk singer who like sang in this way. And I think you sort of like copy what you listen to in, in high school and stuff. I listened to a lot of Joni Mitchell and, you know, people like that. And later, uh, I don't know, I just got kind of, I, I like music where you move. Like that's all like sort of a unifying force with it, I guess. I wanted to just like have a beat that makes me want to move around. And I just, I didn't want to sit down at a show anymore. I didn't want people to like, just sit and watch me passively. I wanted to evoke some kind of like m movement or motion in people. So, I love that. I love, yeah, that's really great. Thank you. Um, so, so yeah. And how did you start playing music? Um, well, when I was in high school, uh, I sang in choir and I was in <laughs> the jazz choir and I also was a, a pretty accomplished classical clarinet player. Really, that's what I want. That's the instrument I wanted to play. Really? Yeah. Really? <laughs> because I was really good at the recorder. So like the next Aww. instrument is clarinet. But my parents. I like the idea that someone's really piano. good at the recorder. <laughs> yeah. I was. I played like good so at the recorder. You Ooh. 
dudes, you can be. Really? Yeah. I could play, like, complicated songs on the recorder. And then I was like, I want to play the clarinet. And um, my parents bought a piano and I was like, I don't like this instrument. And And I didn't. I was very bad at it. Two, I can't handle two clefs. I can't handle the yeah, two clefs Yeah, it's very complicated. I wish I'd learned how to play the piano. So yeah, I was like a clarinet player and I learned, I guess like my whole background is very um, like classical music. Like that's what I like. That's what I was like. My parents listened to a lot of classical music. That's kind of the only music that they understand. That's not true. My dad loves jazz. So like classical and like jazz from the 50s and 60s. Were like, your parents kind of, in the front row at that last show I saw? Were they? No. No. Those were different Those older are di- people. Okay. <laughs> I was just curious because I was like, these older people are rad. <laughs> they were really cool. Yeah. They're they so were so nice. They were digging it, whoever they were. they were. Did you know them? Yeah. Okay. That one guy, I think, like, is the owner. I need to talk to him. He saw my music at a show. He's the owner of or runs this Museum of the American Cocktail. Oh, what? cool. Yeah, I need to like connect with him. What a cool dude. Like, I love your music. And I'm like, dope. <laughs> That's amazing. Fabulous. So shall yeah. we play Pretty or Be on the Fray for the first one? Well, it depends if you want it. So like you can, Be on the Fray is the song that was on Ozark and it's much folkier and Pretty is very different. So I could play a little bit of Beyond the Fray first. Sure. And then Pretty after, so you can see my evolution. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Evolve, girl. Yeah. And did you want me to play it or you want to play it? Um. Well, I brought my guitar. Yeah, you play it. You, you play, play it. it. I might as well use it. Absolutely. I walked it down Sunset Boulevard. Oh, my God. Uh, that's so that's Hollywood. That's the dream. <laughs> Hollywood, guys. <laughs> I had a house up on a hill with a little garden and all the friends. And darling, you never came Had a train right on the tracks And now it's gone, not coming back Should be quite a shame So take my house, take my river Take my bread, I'll put a sliver Darling, don't take my name You think you're running to who? It's gone empty. Why don't you throw it away? Cause I'm gone beyond the fray. It is. It is a haunting one. I love that one. I love them all. Really. And your music really is like what you've been doing lately is really dancey. It's like it's a party to go see to go see Cassandra Violet live. I recommend to to everybody to go see you live. Um, I love it. You also recently sang at the United Nations. I did. Will you tell us about that? I did will you did you bring that. world peace to the world? <laughs> uh, I really at to. The United Why Nations? didn't you? Next time? <laughs> hey, I'll really think about it. Um, maybe I'll try this without this. Sure. Uh, fuck, fuck the headphones. Fuck the headphones, guys. <laughs> Feel free. I'm going to unbutton another button. Um, so, yes, so I've been singing with um, a Japanese uh, rock star named Miyavi. Just like low key. How do you spell? How do you Japanese spell his name? M I Y A V I. 
Um, I'm singing back up with him, and he had a show at the United Nations. He's a UN ambassador. Oh my god! Yeah, it's like really cool. He's all he's an actor too, and he was in the movie Unbroken with Angelina Jolie. What? And, uh, he's she, very beautiful. He's a very very beautiful man. She inspired him to be uh, an ambassador, and so he like did this show to promote peace in the world. That's so cool. That's amazing. It was very cool. Uh, the show itself was like in the lobby of the UN, and there was this like, in Los Angeles, uh, in New York, in New York, and United they, Nations. Yeah, <laughs> the UN, the and actual they, UN. Yeah. Actual yeah. UN. What don't they have little like the pockets places? Big one is, is New, New York, York City. Um, but, I think you're thinking of the embassy. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking of the embassy. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I didn't. I was like, you in New York, right? I was like, is it? I don't um, know. I don't know. Yeah. So there was this like statue of a naked man, uh, like in the lobby. <laughs> Delightful. <laughs> they covered with like this like white banner and this like Did calligraphy they... artist was doing like peace calligraphy while Miyavi was singing. And there were all these like just hordes of Japanese, like the press corps. It was like a Japanese press conference essentially wow. at the UN. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool. He's. He's a big deal there. If we're going to play a sliver of Miyavi, I can't find him with you, unfortunately. I know. Um, if we're going to play a sliver of him, what should we play? He's a Japanese rock god, according to the internet. Yes. A ro- he's a rock god. Like, yeah. yes. My yeah. boss is Japanese. I wonder if she knows oh, of yes. him. If you're from Japan, you know him. Yeah, because she's a he's musician very also. Famous in- oh, yeah. Should I, yeah. Oh, yeah. Should yeah. I play like a little piece of him shredding? Yeah. Okay. It's just so we can get like, I would love to hear you both together because it seems like... <laughs> It seems like totally across two worlds you came together. Yeah, we really did. We're going to link so that you clams can see how beautiful he is. Oh, shit. Oh, I, mean, I am in this. I sing back up in this, I think. Yeah. Japanese guitar rock god. Yeah, so like, many things. He's very amazing. And yes, I can see you in this video. We'll totally link you, to is it. Is that you in the background? That is me. I forgot that Oh my god! <laughs> like, no, no, no. when did you shoot this I, I video forgot. with the oh, Japanese rock god? I forgot that I was in that. Um, yeah, he did it for this uh, YouTube channel called 88 Rising. When did you do this? Winter break. Oh my goodness. How did you meet him? Uh, through Rebecca Lieb. What? Rebecca Lieb's magic. Who's also She's been on this podcast twice. magical. Yes, go back and listen to the Rebecca Lieb magical episodes. By the way, there's like a weird bonsai tree and it looks like you guys are in kind of a beautiful matrix. Like, Yeah, it was filmed at this really cool place. 
uh, in South Central. Oh my god, I love wow. it. We will totally link to the Miyavi video. Cool, yay. Um, also, Beyond the Fray has a very cool video. We'll too. link to both those videos okay, cool. so everybody can check them out. Um, and so you guys sang together in the United Nations and we you did. left and how did like the Japanese delegate that was watching feel about it? <laughs> um, the Attorney General of the UN was there. He was oh like sitting in the front row. Uh, Antonio Gutierrez. I didn't. I didn't actually know who he was until I was singing in front of him. Name. In front of him. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was the whole event was to promote uh, like peace and refugees in the world. Yeah. And so he was like, he made a speech. He was like, this is a really important cause. So everyone was like, peace is awesome. It was like a very like lovely event. What did you guys sing? Peace. We sang. Uh, we sang three songs. The names of some of them are escaping me. But there's also a Somalian refugee who sang with us, too. Wow. Yeah. That's so cool. She rapped. She's a, a rapper. What? Yeah, she's cool. <laughs> do you guys sing in, do you sing in Japanese? Um, well, I'm going to go on tour with him in Asia uh, in a couple of weeks. And I think I'm definitely going to have to learn some Japanese. That's awesome. For that, I, uh, yeah, I, I'm assuming. So cool. So to all our Japanese listeners, you can catch Cassandra Pilot on tour. Yay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's so cool. I'm excited. Um. Well, I want to play what you, I think, is the most feminist song that you picked, right? It's pretty yes. your pick for yes. your feminist song. That's my pick. Okay, cool. Tell us a little, give us some context for yeah. the song before okay. we Gladly. Play it. It's a very Hollywood backstory. So, um, so my friend Joe uh, is an arranger, and... He told me to go to oh shoot I can't I, oh I thought you said in a ranger and I was like like the type of like a vehicle uh, he's in a no he used to he's no. like a park ranger oh that's a wrangler he's a an a ranger oh an a ranger okay so there was this I shouldn't have park ranger I never know how much <laughs> I'm dumb I'm my brain is not working today <laughs> park where's ranger. the UN French was a park ranger <laughs> okay so. My, my, I have a friend, and I realize I can't say – I never know how much I could say on a podcast. I don't know. So there was this makeup company, and they were doing like oh, – I don't want to – whatever. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> they were doing this tour um, of like jazz songs and to like promote their product, right? Yeah. And so my friend, who was already like arranging this, uh, was like, hey, you should audition to be one of the singers for this you know, makeup product band. And mm-hmm. like I know you, and so like the other guy would know you, and I was like, okay, cool. So, uh, so he was like, here's all the guidelines. Like, so this guy sent me all these guidelines, and it was like, show up in a blazer with blah blah blah. It was like this weird thing. I was like, this is really weird. And so I showed up, and I realized when I showed up, it was an audition, and everyone there was a model. Like there were probably like four other singers, and everyone else there was like a model, model, oh, like God. just like like I don't know from like Ukraine or something. like just like yeah. incredibly tall, like tiny and. Like there, uh, no one was really a singer, and it didn't really matter if you could sing. Uh-huh. Um, and what they had you do was they had you line up, and they took a picture of you, like a Polaroid picture, which I guess is normal. I don't know. Is, I guess that's normal in LA. Sometimes, yeah. Because yeah. I talked to Not actors. A Polaroid. A Polaroid but... I talked to actors, and they were like, "Oh yeah, casting call, of course." They took this Polaroid picture of you, and then they collected all of them, and then gave them to the guy. Uh, and he it was seems like, even more modely. It's took a horrible. Yeah. yeah. And he um, took all these Polaroids, and then like chose the ones that he wanted to audition from the Polaroids. Oh my god! After you'd already yeah. shown up. After you'd already shown up, and I was not picked. Did oh, you even fuck sing? That no, I didn't get to sing anything. 
Oh, you had to prepare God. a song, and then you show up, and everyone there's a model, and it doesn't even matter if you can sing. Why or couldn't not. they just pick from headshots then? Exactly. That's so yeah. stupid. Yeah, it was really. I'm it made sorry me feel. You had that experience. It made me feel very bad about myself. Yeah. But uh, I got a good song out of it, and I feel like it made me. Obviously, it made me feel like not pretty. You know, mm-hmm. like in yeah. the sense where, like, obviously, you know, every time you look in the mirror, you're like, oh, what's the worst thing I see? Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's like so familiar mm-hmm. to everyone. Like, oh, what's the worst thing? Like, let me pick apart everything. And you never, it's never like, oh, I look good. I am proud of the way I am. I think I've always just felt this shame. And mm-hmm. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, yeah. there's no reason for me to, but. That was like, oh yeah, see, see, you're not pretty. See, it's like confirmed all my beliefs. Mm. Yeah. Um, so the song, so the song is called Pretty, and it's kind of, it's kind of like a question to myself, but it's also kind of like a pep talk to myself, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of, I guess, how I live my life. <laughs> it's always just like constantly questioning, uh, <laughs> like myself and what's going on, and like kind of reassuring myself, and then like getting thrown back into self doubt again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all very familiar to me yeah. as well. It's almost like existing yeah. as a woman in the world. I don't. Ugh. I think at some point in time you go through all those emotions. Well, I think you're expected. I don't. I don't know. I was trying to think of it the other day. Like why? Wh- like why I feel so bad about myself? And I don't actually. I'm a. I'm a pretty confident person. But I feel like society has just conditioned women to be like, if you, you know, from the age of like 12, reading YM magazine or something. Yeah. If you don't yeah. have like perfectly tanned skin, if like boys didn't like you, if you know this, this and that. If your hair wasn't straight, if you know, if you didn't get a kiss at summer camp, like all of these things mm-hmm. that line line up and be like, you are not desired because your mm-hmm. your goal is to be desired by men. Mm-hmm. Which is bullshit. Yeah. It's obviously not true. I but, always yeah. I think of that scene in Mean Girls where they're all insulting themselves and they look at Lindsay Lohan and she's like. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it's like we're almost also expected to Oh yeah. be like I'm kind of ugly or I'm kind of fat or I'm kind of right. stupid or I'm kind of you know like we have to like put ourselves yeah. down. Yeah. I read this yeah. thing where this woman was like I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm amazing and I'm beautiful. And everyone was like really sort of offended by it. Yeah. How, yeah. how dare she? Yeah, exactly. Enjoy living in her skin. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to play pretty. Yay. Stand in the land, don't be so unkind You love all your 
first time I've heard that song. Yeah. It's so good. It gives me chills. It's I'm, so good. It's it's weirdly like from this very teenage perspective, I think. Yeah, like it's fabulous. Thank you. Uh, I don't know why. Yeah, a lot of I feel like insecurity stems from this like young. It's very it's sort of a young song, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. But it's not. That's that's the fucked up yeah. thing. It's yeah. not a young song. Yeah. It's yeah, just always it's always this voice in your head. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. But it's also it's so, so like joyous and victorious and right. That's the yeah. thing. I it's like yes, a celebration. Yes, song. that's exactly my vibe. Yeah. So I feel like it's this complicated thing. But I wanted to move around. And yeah, have it be like a celebration. Oh my god, it's amazing! I love it. Thank I you. mean, hearing all your stuff with like the whole band is just like so powerful. Thank you. You're welcome. I love the. By the P.S. I love the addition of the horns. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I love them too. It was so exciting to to hear you with those horn people. I went so to New Orleans good. and I came back and I was like, "That's what I need. I just <laughs> need brass everywhere. Yeah. I yes. just want a party. That's yeah. all I want. I want to sing about really dark stuff and have a really good time. Yeah, yeah totally, you know? absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you. I mean, you also have a song about about alcoholism and it's that's true and it's, it's so fun it's, yes it's i do can we hear song. it sure yeah well i'll pull it up in just a second but um i just wanted you to talk a bit about like the look of your bands because mm. you have you've totally evolved and like recently yes. i feel like you've gone like very feminine with mm-hmm. your backup singers and what you guys wear do you want to talk about like your vision and how you came to that sure and the femininity the three of you together bring on stage yeah I love this question. Um, so I so when I first started, I wrote a lot on the guitar. And after that, I started writing songs on my loop pedal. And a loop pedal is just like, I was going to bring it, but I had to bring this huge amp and I wasn't sure how to make it work. But it's just like you record a loop of yourself. So like I could go, ah, and then you record it and then you just do a harmony on top of it. So obviously a lot of the harmonies in my songs are like three-part harmony that I just make myself like messing around in my living room mm-hmm. or whatever. So I was always just like... I write with my voice. Like I'm not really trained on it. Obviously trained classically on the clarinet. But it's sort of not helpful when you are trying to I compose want you to do like a song. A, just a clarinet album. Just clarinet. You know, people keep requesting the yeah. clarinet. Like just bust it out. Yeah. I always felt, speaking of teenage insecurity, like it was the unsexiest instrument yeah. you could ever It was bust always out. like you wanted to play flute, but they were like, you're going to play the clarinet. Yeah. Like just this like. You had to have this embouchure, this yeah. like position with your mouth and like this reed instrument. It's just I like played tenor sax. Not cute. That's hot. See, like it that is hot. It super was not. <laughs> I wanted to play the alto, but they looked at me and they're like, "You're gonna play the tenor." Lena's cool. playing any instrument is hot in my book. I mean, I think the sax is cool. I think the clarinet now. I'm like, oh yeah, that would be cool. But when I was like 13 or whatever, I was like, this is really dorky. Yeah. I'm like carrying my clarinet case around. Anyway, yeah. so I wasn't trained in anything to help me. But so flautists write... are bitches. Fla- okay, go yes. on. <laughs> yes, they are. No, I love flautists. Um, me too. Me too. So, <laughs> so I write with my voice, and I would just like write these harmonies. You know, just like stacking my voice on top of itself. And I was like, God, I really just want to sing with with other people and I found my two amazing backup singers Pam and Heather Pam Kilroy and Heather Ogilvie and they're both just like these amazing girls they're both also in the Silver Lake Chorus what that exists Mm -hmm. yeah it's really cool and they're just like really fun and wonderful and I feel like my songs have this I think I was talking with someone about this I think I just like it's your fan club. Okay. Oh, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Terrifying. Um, I think I always wanted to be a dancer. And I think like a lot of my songs come out of like this, at least now, come out of the sense of like, I want to move around and I don't want to 
I feel like me generally, I, I get stuck in my head a lot and music is really pure for me. I can just like sing and I can like clear my mind and, and like move and it's like very simple. And I love like dancing with women. <laughs> Mm-hmm, yeah. I love like singing yeah. and dancing and like being really creative in the purest sense with people, like yeah. with other people. And, and you guys are yeah. a very striking visual. Like you definitely have picked like a visual for yourself. Yeah. I'm I'm really inspired by like 60s girl groups and just like symmetry and mm-hmm. bright colors and like sh- fringe and shine and just everything, you know, like – um. Oh my God, I'm forgetting her name. Leslie Gore, uh, you know, like yeah, 60s, like totally. Diana Ross and the Supremes. I mean, just every, like, uh, Dixie Cups. I mean, a lot of like just girl groups from the 60s. So I think I'm inspired a lot by that. I'm inspired a lot by R&B. I'm inspired a lot by just like Sia and like straight ahead pop music. So I think my own sound is sort of this mashup of all of these disparate elements, which is, yeah. makes it a little, a little hard to classify. That's is, great, though. Yeah. Is your drinking song on Spotify? It's definitely on Spotify. Which it one should is it? be? Oh God, I hope What's so. What's it called? It's called Drinking Song. <laughs> That's what I thought. It's very literal. I see it. Oh, it's probably not it's very on, popular. It's on SoundCloud too, because I'm on your SoundCloud. It's on SoundCloud and Spotify. It should be on Spotify. Let me see if I can find it. It goes. So, what inspired the drinking song? Um. <laughs> Just, how do I answer this? Um, Just personal relationships, Mm -hmm. I guess, in my Mm -hmm. life. And um, sort of taking that to the extreme. Mm -hmm. Like thinking of it narrated from the the other person's point of view, Mm -hmm. I guess. Mm -hmm. And thinking of it like just what would happen if this was like, this scenario was turned up to 10. Ah. You know. I guess it's like a, what's it called? Thought experiment? Um, it's, a, it's a thought experiment. <laughs> it's about, you know, it's about alcoholism. It's mm-hmm. a dark song. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But fun. <laughs> it's a very fun song. drinking a, is also fun. It's a party. Yeah. Uh, it's a dark party. It's, yeah. what is it's it called? My favorite kind of party. <laughs> <laughs> a composite. There we go. It's yeah. a composite. Not a thought experiment. <laughs> <laughs> it's a composite thought experiment. Thank you. It's mm-hmm. a juxtaposition, if you will. Yes. Um, well, I'm going to play it. Okay. Yeah. Those horns. That's right. Everybody loves you when you're drinking. Everybody hates you when you're sleeping. All night. Life of the party till the morning. When you look in the mirror and you die. Drinking, everybody hates you when you're sleeping all night. 
to these songs this closely in a while. They're awesome. Yeah. They are dark parties. (laughs) They are. Dark parties. In such a good way. Um, I know I've only heard that one live. So Mm. I've never gotten to like really hear the lyrics either. And yeah, they're dark. It's pretty dark. (laughs) They're great. It's pretty dark. (laughs) So good. Um, Yeah, because when you're live and you guys are dancing, you're like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It tricks you. Totally. It's great though. I love it. Yeah. That juxtap- oh. that sweet, sweet juxtaposition. That's really sweet, sweet thought experiment. Of night and light. Yes. Composite. Um, composite. Co- composite. Do I love you it. always draw from your sort of like daily life or like how do you find your inspiration? Which, as I say it out loud, is like the cheesiest question. Not at all. Like what inspires you? Um, well, just relationships, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, um... I I wrote a lot of those songs from my last EP when I was single and mm-hmm. or when I when I just like I was like figuring it out like I I love my boyfriend I've been with him for a while um but like it was sort of this more chaotic time mm-hmm. I guess mm-hmm. in my life um so yeah it's a lot about that yeah. I mean you know that's, that's which is also pretty cheesy I guess like start no, like no. I mean not cheesy but I started writing songs like when I during a terrible breakup and I was yeah. like I'm so sad I feel like I want to die like I don't know what to do and mm-hmm. I was always a singer like I've always sung and I was like, I guess I should pick up a guitar and sing a song. It, it always, it sucks that it comes from a sad place mm-hmm. a lot of times. It's like a dissatisfied place. It's kind of like a place to, I guess, air your grievances. <laughs> it's like a really public yeah, <laughs> totally. airing of your grievances, which is really messed up for the person you're in a relationship with. Um, well. But, you know, you, what do you. You do what you got to do. <laughs> what do you think, man? You're dating yeah. a singer. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, 
I think I want to challenge myself to write a song from like a, a happier place, mm, but yeah. it's always way more difficult. I mean, come yeah, on, you know, yeah. So yeah, so yeah, it, it usually comes as like, ah, uh, I want to get this off my chest, mm-hmm. and I don't know how else to, and so I'm gonna make people dance to it. Yeah, I love it. I love that too. Yeah, now write a song about joy that makes people cry and depressed. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. for your next challenge. Okay, life is beautiful. um it's a good idea you are such a hustler how do you thank you manage the hustle of living a double life (laughs) i don't uh, i feel like i don't i feel like i mean i i guess that's also a cliche answer but like i don't know i never feel like i'm doing like sometimes i'm like i'm doing really well at this one thing and then i'm doing terribly at the other and then it switches and there's never a time and i'm like cool i'm good with both like yeah sometimes there is but it's hard it is hard you know? it's also nice i will say to have two things cuz when something is going really bad in one thing you can turn to the other thing yeah, yeah. you yeah. know it's like two totally different yeah. Like parts of my life and skills that I have and like polar opposite things, which is why it's very much a, like a double life. Like I don't want to combine the things. I yeah. don't want to like – like my students inevitably find my music online and they're like, oh, my God. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that's They immediately right. think you're like so much cooler. <laughs> they really do. Yeah. Um, they're like, this is so cool. Oh, my God. And I'm like, yeah. And initially I was like, don't talk to me about it. I'm really embarrassed. I don't know why. I just had that reaction. It's because – Obviously, my songs are super personal, you yeah. know, like, yeah. I'm just like <laughs> I it's weird, too. It feels like, like a weird breach of yeah. privacy. Like, like some of my former students are on Instagram and they like follow me, but I don't follow them back. Like, it right. feels like yes. I want I want to like yes. maintain some level of professionalism. Boundary. Yeah. It's a boundary. Well, so yeah. your songs are also very intimate. They're so, so yeah. intimate. Yeah. And they're, they're really intimate. They're really personal. Yeah. And... Uh, it's, I don't know. So I initially I was like, yeah, I do songs. And recently <laughs> I've just been like, I don't care. Yeah. You know yeah. what? I do songs. Like it's literally my other job. Like yeah, I also yeah. get paid to like sing and sing with people and I have a band and like mm-hmm. I. Does your school have a band? Um, Yeah. They have a uh, mariachi band. Oh my God. What? That's amazing. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. So cool. They're like amazing. Like these amazing, amazing mariachi kids. It's actually really inspiring as a musician. They're like these incredibly talented kids in a mariachi band you um you have to be like i think equally versed in the instrument that you're playing and in singing so someone's like on the violin and then they stop and then they like have this beautiful song that they just belt out perfectly it's like unbelievable actually that's awesome i also love this fact about your bands like you have a lot of teachers in your bands teachers do I I guess I have music teachers or there's like people you like rotate with music I feel like that are teachers less I don't know no do I (laughs) incorrect facts there's the one guy I think he plays drums isn't he a teacher uh Brajesh well he teaches I mean every like everyone I know teaches teaches yeah in some in some capacity or another so he's running there he teaches drums yes thanks I also want to shout out Derek Howe who uh helps compose and arrange my songs also yeah hey Derek hey Derek Howe chiffon mist this is that's his uh, name that he wants oh, to be called by Siobhan Siobhan <laughs> Mist no Chiffon like the see-through floaty fabric Chiffon Mist Chiffon Mist is his producer name it's so 
disgraceful. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it like I feel like it's like a cake. A, I was going to say, <laughs> I it would sounds eat that like a cake. soda. I would drink that soda. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's it a sounds mist- like a flavor of flavored Chiffon water. Missed with a Y. Or it's a, like a drag queen name. Mm, yes, it is. It's a great drag queen yeah. name. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm I'll in tell support him. of What's it. What's up, yeah. Chiffon Miss? We want to eat and drink you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I love that. Cool. That's awesome. Okay. Your advice for young musicians. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's like, don't, just don't be scared of anything. Like, don't be, like, just do what you're scared of, I guess. is the, mm-hmm. not. Don't yeah. be scared. It's impossible to not be afraid. You know, uh, like really putting yourself out there and putting your music out there. I mean, maybe no one will care. And so what? You know, like just right. like write the truth and just be be true to yourself. But like really yeah. like mm-hmm. just like say what you have to say. I mean, I don't know. I think for me, music is just like this very pure thing where it's like I I I say what I have to say. And I think that's really sacred. You know, I think there's not a lot of other things that are like that in the world. Like the world is, you know, it's like so it's so gritty and hard and like shitty. And there's a lot of awful things. And I think art is like such a good, pure, beautiful thing. And like you can make it and it makes you feel good and happy. And I think that is the most powerful thing that you can do. I love it. What a beautiful sentiment to go out on. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's good life advice. Not just musician advice, good life advice. Don't be afraid. I love it. This is so fun. Thanks for coming. I'm such a fan. I'm I'm so, I'm going to listen as soon as I get home to all your songs. Yay. I'm a fan of you guys. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming on the clamping. So so fun. Yeah. God. Um, Well, clams, Clams. as always, you can follow us on the Instagrams, welcome to the clambake, or the Twitter clambake pod, or on Facebook, or call our hotline. 657-243-3789. That's 657-243-3789. And if you would like to be a clam ambassador and help us spread the word about the clambake, please email us at welcome to the clambake podcast at gmail.com. There are some sweet trucker hats to be got for clam ambassadoring with us so so get on it dive in if you want a hat anyway (laughs) get baked Um, get baked baked. one of my friends from home actually texted me last night and he's like i'm getting baked right now and i totally thought he was getting high but then he was like and then a couple texts later he was like man i was expecting feminist comedy but this episode is sad because it was the school shooting episode he was listening to i was like oh you meant getting baked you're listening to the podcast. So I, I think love we need to it. We need to get, get baked. Get baked. Get baked. And as always, thank you to Campfire Media, our producer, Ryan Counthouse. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or, or wherever you get your podcasts. And pretty please leave us a review. And also check out all of Cassandra's music that is linked in our show notes. Please, for yes. the love of God. Watch them videos. Listen to them songs. Thanks, Clams. Bye. Get baked. How do you like me now? Maybe as a chowder or on a platter with melted butter and tangy mustard in a cluster from the coast of California. A trust of luscious muscles bathed in the gravitational pull of the moon with a new batch coming soon. Fresh baked and tastefully welcoming you to the clam bake. Welcome to the clam bake. Welcome to the clam
I'm Winston. And I'm David. And we're the hosts of a new podcast on Campfire Media called Try It, You'll Like It. And on our podcast, we have our guests eat a food they hate one last time. And we have so many crazy yes. We got amazing chefs. We have killer comedians. Bakers. Candlestick makers. Distillers. Brewers. Food writers. Oh, they're Ooh. writing about food. Ooh, they're probably having some food while they're writing about that yeah, food. Yeah, because we're eating food, and they're eating food, and you're listening to It Happen. All you ASMR heads, enjoy. Chomp, chomp. So check it out every Thursday at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. Mmm, that was good. Campfire. <laughs>